Got a zap. Got a zap. How's this? Better? Hello? Hello? Yeah, that's good. That's okay. Good. Do I sound loud, loud enough? You sound great. I actually okay. cut your mic off. Okay. So we can't hear you. <laughs> I have a loud voice. It carries. Okay. All right. Well, why don't you get us started since you're the starter of the podcast? I'm the starter? Episode 24. All right. Episode 24. Do you guys believe it? We're 24 in. That's awesome. And they've all been terrible. No, I'm joking. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so today, uh, welcome to Toothpaste the Podcast. Today we have twin brothers, um, John and Louis Asmacopoulos. And they're models for How'd Ab- I do? Abercrombie Fitch. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Yep. Hollister? Um, you guys Hol- I was going to say Hollister to get it right. <laughs> get out of here. Hollister <laughs> models. And you guys all went to dental school together. So everyone is No, a- Lewis went to Midwestern. Oh, okay. So you went to different dental schools. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why is that? Why did you end up going there? That's, that's the way. Because didn't get into Michigan. Oh, that's why. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to. Yes, that's why. Midwestern dental school is, is where? It's I don't in, think John got in either. Grove, Illinois. Okay. You know what was funny is that was my worst interview. So like, was it? We, we actually interviewed the same day. And I'm like, Lou, I, I messed up. And my life was my like eighth interview. I'm like, dude, this was my worst. I thought it would have been my best. And Lou's like, this was my best. And then the day comes and it's like, hey, I got in. And Lou's like, not me. Something must have gotten mixed up. Here. I may have yeah. gotten you flip flops. Yeah. I think Lewis should have, me and Lewis should have been best friends in dental school, <laughs> not me and you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, you, so you graduated though 2016 as well, Lewis? Yeah, correct. Okay. Yep. And then you did AEG at UCLA. Why did you do AEGD? So Midwestern was a newer dental school, and right now their patient pool is sufficient, I'd say. Um, okay. But I was only the second class, so they were trying to ramp up what they could with marketing to get patients to the clinic. And sure, I did a couple crowns. Like, I did at least one of every procedure, but I didn't feel competent going out into the world saying I could end up at an office where I'm doing all these crowns and I need to be quicker, or maybe a more refined practice where you need the dexterity and understanding to do a crown perfectly. I didn't have any of those skills, like speed or I guess that competency I wanted. So I did the AGD um, at UCLA and it ended up being like so much more than restorative. We did everything from implants to sinus lifts to bone grafting extractions, root canals, full mouth rehab, opening vertical. Um, do you do all those things in private practice no. now? Okay. No. <laughs> but you felt more experienced after yeah. you left that program. And so I call it a GPR. Same. You, the, okay. GPR tends to be, I guess the understanding is GPR is more like hospital based. Or, yeah. Um, like my, my buddies, most of my buddies who did the GPR do are able to do sedation. Okay. Um, yeah. We didn't do that. It was more clinical focused in the mouth. Okay. Nice. Isn't it crazy though? You give Midwestern $300,000 and you did one crown. Three? Well, I think I did. I think I did like Two. three crowns. Three crowns. You kidding me? How much money did you give the school? I mean, I left Michigan with like you, one canal operated. And like, <laughs> <laughs> what's crazy is um, it's gotten exponentially more. Like when I when I went, I I can't remember the exacts. I think it was around like eighty two grand a year, and I, they're they're over ninety now. And I that wasn't even that long ago. Ninety grand a that's year. Like over, you, that's over. like U of D where I went. Living? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. With living beyond that then when i was at michigan it was like 55 a year with living you're out of state though it's probably a little more expensive well, yeah. his loans are half mine i then again you've been paying more but still mm-hmm. and yeah, i state. think i was paying like 60 something for out of state in michigan with living and everything i think so i, I think it was like 65 with living and everything yeah that's a, that's a bargain but now you're making <laughs> sixty-five thousand a month take home after tax and so it's all it worked out so tell us about your practice guys where is your practice so we're located in the western suburbs of Chicago in a town called Schaumburg. 
Um, it's a pretty, pretty big area. I think population is like 75,000. There's a lot of businesses there. There's a huge shopping center. Um, a lot of corporate offices were there like Motorola. Um, you know, um, I think Sears used to have a, is Sears still a company? I don't know. I think they still have an outlet store out there. That was one of the last ones and they're closing. Yeah. No. Where am I getting my next grill? (laughs) (laughs) Home Depot. Home Depot. Yeah, you're probably right. So two dentists. Do you have enough patience for two dentists? Didn't you buy it from one dentist? Yeah. So we bought it from one dentist who was, I mean, I think he knew for the last few years, as most dentists do, like he was, he was kind of on cruise control. He wasn't trying to grow the practice, understandably. I think it was 69 when he uh, sold to us. So he was working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays off. I think it was like every other Friday and I think like maybe every, every other Saturday. Saturday. So, I mean, it was, it was basically half a full schedule for one doctor. And then, you know, like you said, it was, there's now two of us going into this practice. Wait, half a full schedule for one doctor? Yeah, because he was, he was tapering off. He used he to work three Monday days. Through, yeah, he was basically yeah. doing like three, three and a half days. Three and a half days. Yeah. So what was he producing a month when you bought it or a year? I'd say healthy 850 to 900 maybe 850 would 850. be like a healthy number that he was collecting a year wow so because that's like barely enough for one dentist mm-hmm. so two dentists come in by an 850 practice mm-hmm. how do you guys your incomes must have dropped considerably yeah. so what we did was i mean we, we had two goals a like continue to survive with you know the amount of money you know with the the lack of income because now we have to share it um, but also grow the practice was the other goal. So we both maintained a job at another practice while okay. we were working here. So um, what it came down to is, you know, who's happier with their other associate job and who's not as happy. And whoever, I think it was Lewis, he decided, you know what, I'll, I'll give up my associate job first to start working at the, you know, at our practice. And then as we started getting busier and busier, then it got to the point where I didn't need my associate job anymore. So we still had the associate jobs kind of on the side to make sure we had that supplemental so income. a cushion you had but, a cushion right but by, then... but but it, but by busy it's more than just oh we're getting patients now because it, it does not happen overnight by busy it's like okay we need to implement systems there weren't systems in place um there were but not what we need like how to check a patient in good handoff from clinical to front desk there really weren't systems or policies set up so that's busy work um Things were breaking mm-hmm. down, getting them replaced. That's busy work. Finding a marketing company to do SEO. That's who's your marketing company? Um, we use we use um, his name's Tommy. So you know we've had many people come up to us and ask us like, oh, who do you use? Who do you use? It's not a company. It's just a like a person. Yeah, it's him and his buddy. They live um, in his mom's basement. It's his basement. <laughs> it's his basement. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he lives in his own basement. His own basement. He's a real man. <laughs> um, I mean, but they've been great. You know, they're what I like about Tommy is there's no other dentist to work. So if you're like a plumber, you're his plumber. He doesn't compete against himself, basically. And that's what's nice is we sort of have like proprietary. I don't want to say proprietary because there's no legal binding to that, but he only lets he only sticks to one profession so again only oh so no other dentist he's working yeah, no i think he said okay. like a 30 or 40 mile radius or something like that but he was honestly for you guys because we were actually the first dentist he started working with okay he's like so i'm not going to do any other dentist in illinois um, it's kind of an exclusivity then. yeah and yeah. i mean he's he's been great so i mean we've referred people his way too because when we first started working with him he was newer like he's a young guy uh he's in his 40s he used to i think work with another company and then branched off to do his okay. own thing but i mean we were kind of at the same part in like our most recent 
acquisition or I guess mm -hmm. starting up a business. Mm -hmm. So we kind of work together. He knows so much about teeth now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All that useless information. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, has, it's grown enough now that two dentists can work four or five days a week. Cause you have like an alternating shift, right? Every other Friday, every other Saturday. Yes. Yep. So you're open six days a week. Yeah. So we're, we're yeah. So now it's yeah. Every Thursday, um, 11, like before Thursdays were closed. Now it's Thursdays, 11 to seven. It was every other Friday closed, but now every Friday we're or yeah every Friday we're open, and then uh, Saturdays we maintain that every other. We don't want to be working you know, every Saturday. Wait, so you're working just one Saturday a month, and you're one? No, Saturday. no. We're, so we're, Saturdays we're both there. Okay. The only day that we alternate is Fridays. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you work every Saturday? You said every, or two Saturdays, three, two sat like okay. every other basically. So some weeks you work in six days a week. Yeah. yeah. What the hell, guys? I know. Give we, it we're, up. We're, so, yeah. are you ready for an associate <laughs> at this point? Um, honestly, Sounds like maybe it. Maybe in the next year, I, I think yeah. we'll be at that point. Um, you know, Schaumburg is a very competitive area. So, just out of curiosity, I typed in, you know, Birmingham dentists. Yeah. And I looked up Google reviews. It was like 60, 70. Like, I think the most had like 200. If you go to Schaumburg, it's 700, 1,000, 600. It's just, it's so competitive. 1,000 wow. reviews? I don't even know yeah. 1,000 patients. I, oh, my <laughs> right? gosh. So it's, you know, we didn't realize that until, you know, once we bought the practice, we're like, okay, let's start doing some marketing. And, you know, our, our web host is like, dude, you guys are in a very competitive area because he's able to track other areas and what people are searching and, you know, other demographics. And he's like, you guys basically chose like the worst area in Chicago to oh work my God, at. Good. <laughs> we're like, give us some good news. He's like, well, good news. We'll get you some new patients. But yeah. Um, yeah, that was actually where we saw the biggest, the most important thing to start investing right away was, was marketing. It's like, yeah, the, the office was a little dated, you know, it's kind of like we were saying the eighties, nineties style, with like, mm -hmm. you know, green and the dark Brown uh, theme. But we're like, you know what, right now we just need patients to fill our schedule. We can have a beautiful waiting room, but no one's going to be sitting in the waiting room. Right. So we're like, marketing is going to be where we're. So most where's most of your patients coming from? Is it marketing? Is it, do you guys take insurance? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it's changed. So I, I would say like, Lewis gets a little closer. To the so market. our, the way we were able to, I guess, grow is a couple main things. One, we expanded hours, which meant sure we'd be sitting at the office just and paying the front desk to pick up phone calls. Um, so expanding hours, that was one way. Um, the other way was obviously marketing. We've done everything from website, you know, development. We totally revamped a web page. We actually created our own new web page with Tommy. Um, We've done flyers. Flyers. Gym, that, does flyers work? I've you never know, had any flyer be well, successful. We've actually, we've had a fair amount of, of success with flyers. Like um, a direct mailing? Yeah. Is that what yep. it is? So okay. it's, you know, imagine like a clock, there's 12, you know, hours and then 12 months in a year. So every month he sends out to a different, you know, uh, part of that clock. Part of that clock. And it's, it's definitely paid for itself. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, the way we were looking at it is, is if at least we break even from that, from the people that come in, hopefully they'll refer people that can yeah. bring in some more. You get one good patient and it pays for. So is your flyer right. like 99 patient special or what's on the flyer? It's actually, so there's, there's two sides. One side is like an Invisalign special that we're running. And then on the other side, yeah, it's like, you know, um, Sur services we offer. Yeah. Services we offer and like, yeah, new patient special. So like, okay. I think $75 off treatment or like. Basically, for not insurance, seventy five dollars off any treatment or seventy five off a copay, something like that. Um, no, isn't like complimentary consult yeah, or exam free, or something. Free consult with X ray. Yeah. Um, we're not doing a comprehensive exam and X rays, but like, oh, my tooth hurts. Well, like it, it turns into that, right? Oh, mm -hmm. this tooth hurts. Well, this tooth hurts. Actually, that tooth hurts. Actually, <laughs> right. my grandma's tooth hurts. Yeah. She's in the waiting room. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're like, right. come on in. And actually, it's funny you say that because I, I can't even tell you how many patients who are, it'll be a, someone comes in, they bring their spouse or their significant other, and again, we were slower at the beginning. 
And I would be like, Lou, like this guy's just waiting in the waiting room. Me and my assistant are free. Let's just go grab him. See if he wants that complimentary, you know, yeah, uh, right. you know, exam or that, that. Well, they were there. That's smart. Right. And then it, it works. Like they'd come in and I'm like, Hey, when was the last time you did a dentist? And they're like, Oh, like five, 10 years ago. I'm like, you know what? Let us take some x-rays. Just see what's going on. Cause again, I had the time for it. it. Turns out this guy had insurance and it's like, why have you not been using this? You know? Right. So, you know, ended up needing a lot of work and yeah. yeah. So let's dive more into this Invisalign. So okay. tell Jessica, you went to Lifetime Fitness? Uh, export. What's like a big gym? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So like the Lifetime of Chicago. They have Lifetimes in they Chicago. Have lifetime. I have no okay. idea. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, they're, okay. they're a chain. They have different different branches. Okay. So Export, mm-hmm. it's called? Okay. Yep. And again, during like the growth phase, you know, we were trying to just dump as much money into marketing as we thought was, you know, practical. Um, so we got a letter saying, hey, we're, you know, the gym down the street. You know, we, we have a spot for like healthcare provider. If you want to be like our dentist that, you know, you sponsor the gym, your flyers and your banners and your TV ads are going to be up. You can have like one day a month where you come in and you have your own table. Um, so, at, you know, at the time we had time. Now we don't have time to do that. But we're like, you know, let's go, you know, just kind of get our, our face out there. So that way people in the area kind of know about Schaumburg Dentistry and, you know, we can yeah. start to make a, an image for ourselves. We figure do you people- remember what that cost? It was thirty five hundred. Thirty five hundred. Yeah, okay. it was thirty five hundred. It was fifteen months. Uh, we're like we designed an ad, and they can put an ad on the TV for Sounds us. Sounds like a really good deal. I yeah. would do it. Yeah. yeah. How close is it to your practice? A mile. A mile. A mile. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, your part of Chicago is it walkable? Like downtown Chicago? No, we're or is like, it more like this. It's more like this. We're okay. like suburbs. Yeah, yeah, we're probably like what twenty five miles outside of the city. Okay. So. Mm. Okay. But John and Lou were there scanning people with their Itero. Mm-hmm. at the gym yeah you left that part okay. like, this is a cool yeah, part. Yeah, well so, i interrupted sorry. that's why i asked yeah, you to tell the story yeah so we brought like one of those like recliner chairs you just lean back in it basically you know you lay down horizontal yeah we brought our itero scanner just plugged it into a cord and then we're just able to you know scan a patient and hey here's your scan like you know we can run a before and after simulation so a lot of people in the gym like 99.9 percent, they just want to get in and out they don't have the time for this yeah but you know all it took basically was just one person to close a case and, the, and it paid for itself oh yeah so, so you scan them then made them an appointment in your office like the next yeah, week yeah we would bring our laptop with us so like there was one patient where Lewis you know he's like hey like we have an opening let's get you in you know on Monday so they came in him and his brother came in for Invisalign consults and actually the brother's like you know I'm having tooth pain so he came in for get a different reason here. Yeah. See? that's a great idea so was it just you or did you take support staff with you um, First visit was both of us. Second mm-hmm. visit was you and and I brought my assistant. Yeah. Okay. Did you wear like a tank top, like a beater, when you were there? Just <laughs> we on the bench press. You're like, hey guys, want your teeth straightened? And like, of course. And he's scanning. And he's scanning. Yeah. Like, look at these muscles. <laughs> Wait, were you also a bodybuilder? Yeah. Okay. Can you guys send pictures? We can put them up for the podcast. Sure. <laughs> John was telling me that it'd be like well, Photoshop their bodybuilder. My face on their bodies. Yeah. <laughs> John was saying it was like three in the morning. And you guys would cheat and have like two Cheerios. You remember that story? I, yeah, nuts. we'd be like shaking, and I'm like, dude, I need like some form of carbohydrate <laughs> in my body. <laughs> wow, it's a little Kool Aid powder. Goes yeah. A long way. So why'd you give up? Wait, Kool Aid powder? What are we talking about? There's sugar in it, and you need sugar. So, so and, just, and we didn't have any food in our place. We're like, I oh, Kool Aid powder. Oh my god. Yeah. So no, no more bodybuilding. No, we try to stay fit. Yeah. Um, it's just hard with the work schedule, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's a lifestyle and a commitment to do it. So well, how old are you guys now? Uh, 31 31 okay mm. in your 30s i always tell jessica this like i think like your body turns to shit if you're a guy it's right. like in your 20s no. you're jacked yeah really it's downhill yeah, you can be doing like bench press like three days a week and you're fine yeah exactly. you're 30 you're yeah. just like once a month yeah, like, we, oh we were God. just joking about that like in high school it was bench press monday wednesday friday Every you day. know yeah. like no problem you know now I eat past eight. And I have like heartburn. Like, oh my <laughs> God. So tell us more about this Invisalign. You're in the top 1%. 
Yeah. So, so as far so as like, oh, I, I wanted to finish. So part of that growth in the beginning was marketing, expanding hours and Invisalign. Um, you can probably touch more on how we implemented that, but that is how we were so able to sustain. I want to pause you for a second. So that's the top three ways they grew this practice. Marketing hours. If we're looking for top three, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm foreshadowing, mm-hmm. but Lou, is that when, what you'd when you say? turn to John, make sure you're still talking to the mic. Okay. So is that what you'd say are the three things that helped build this practice? Marketing, number one, you mm-hmm. said. Yeah. Marketing, Invisalign, and... And then availability, yeah, like expanding hours. Expanding and I mean, schedule. there were days where, like, Lou and I were trying to be taking care of things around the office. So, like, Thursdays, you know, we started just... Because Thursdays, the office was closed. So when we bought the practice, we're like, you know what? Let's do 11 to 3. So we did 11 to 3. Well, we started off administrative. There was no front desk there. Yeah. So we still went in doing administrative stuff, and people were calling, and we're like, hey... Like, how can we help you? Oh, is this the dentist? And then we realized, like, it's not a good... Yeah. yeah. For, so if you're answering the phone. Yeah. So, right. so so then we're like, you know what? Like, let's bring a front desk in here to start taking... Because we couldn't even get work done. Because people are calling. It's like, as soon as you get momentum to get work done, patient would call. Yeah. Right. So we're like, let's just get a front desk in. You know, it'll be more of like a chill day. They can wear what they want. It'll be kind of relaxed, you know, and... Um, then, yeah, just it kept growing and, you know, patients uh, were filling the schedule. Um, so, yeah, availability was big, too. Yeah. So I like that, though, because I think the point to the listener is you don't have to buy the fanciest equipment or modernize, you know, your office right away. You can do these things and it'll still grow. Mm-hmm. And then you can save those other things for later. Right. Now, most pra- not all practices are like that. Some yeah. of them need a renovation immediately. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like that wasn't your office. Yeah. And you, oh, go ahead. Vince. No, do you think you have a competitive advantage because your brothers and your partners? hundred percent. I think okay. so. People... Um, I think people, because on our webpage, like if you type in Schaumburg Dentistry, it's a picture of me and my brother. People can put a face to the name like, that's our brand, that is us. It's not like this dental chain where it's just like, you know, XYZ Family Dental, and you don't even see, it's the, the, the cookie cutter like picture the of like a family. Photos, yeah, exactly, yeah. the stock yeah. photos. Yeah. It's, it's us. Like, we are Schaumburg Dentistry. And I think people feel comfortable, like, these are going to be my doctors. I actually know who's going to be treating me. And, like, they're putting their name and reputation online because, you know, like, that's the face it, you know it's not like i'm hidden behind a dso's name where like who is that doctor oh, i don't know there's 30 of them here yeah and he right. le- and 10 left yesterday right and we can't even tell you how many other dentists have called us saying like well you know we love you guys this website you know it's just it's because we put our face up there and it's not the stock image when we bought the website from the first dentist or the dentist that retired okay. it was from i mean not to bash them but it was from a company called pro sites it was like i don't know like six seven hundred dollars a month and the same Pictures that they were using on our website were the same pictures that our competitors were using too. Of they course, use the same yeah. pictures everywhere. And yeah. It's like, like there's nothing authentic or real about this. It's just yeah. I don't know. Same like white family having a picnic and they're like, "Do you like veneers?" Come right, on right. In. Well, <laughs> I can I can speak to that because they did my website and um, you know, it was funny because I it's not for a dental office, mm-hmm. but I I refer them business and they put all the pictures up and they sent it to me and I have someone I it, it actually worked out, but I said all the pictures are white people. And I can't have that because, mm-hmm. you know, I need, I'm in Detroit. Like yeah. I need some. It's a different demographic. Yeah. So I was like, I need some, you know, it was white men. I'm like, I need some women. I need some black people, some Arab people, you know, mm-hmm. I need some people like how yeah. people really look. But it was funny because I did look at other websites. I'm like, it's just a bunch of white guys. I know. Like, yeah. We just wanted something more authentic, you know, yeah. just something like that that was was custom to who we were as you know right dentists, so. that's, yeah. that's smart do we, patients get you guys confused all the time i, I get you guys i mean it was lewis it was a, what yeah. do patients call you dr john okay so they don't they yeah. don't tackle they, that. they call me dr john as well yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> just doctor 
Yeah. Is it hard to run a business with your brother? There's got, I'm sure like something you guys did when you were five creeps back up in the office. How do you guys make decisions together? There's got to be pros and cons, right? I mean, there's more pros than cons. Okay, that's okay. good. Cons are if one of us screws up, we let the other one have it. We're not afraid to hurt their feelings. Yeah. And like last night, he got home at 10 o'clock. Like he worked so late and we started going to something. Then now we're like, ah, yeah. why would you do Like, I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to help you. And it's just like, if it were just a friend, I'd probably have to be more soft. Like, hey, man, like you should probably. So we don't hold back, and that probably adds more stress because we're Greek too. You know, my mom's yeah. got some Italian on her side. It's in our blood to argue. So yeah, <laughs> of course. that's how we communicate: yeah. is by yelling and arguing. You know, yeah. it's like when we're passionate about something. That's, that's probably a pro, though, that you're able to be honest and yeah. then still be partners after. Mm-hmm. It's not splitting up the partnership, right? Yeah. What was the mistake that John made? Um, Kissed a patient. <laughs> 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 but it was on the forehead, so it's yeah, fine, so you know. It's fine. They consented. Um, they signed off on that. Basically, like, uh, I, I, was it like an X-ray wasn't included when we were saying to insurance? It was something. But that, that is the worst, though, because then you're not going to reimburse for it. Yeah, yeah. John, you gotta get that apex in there, man. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. <laughs> See, this oh guy gets how it. Could, how could you? Yeah. You get the apex, and it's a joke. I, I totally the whole agree. airway, everything. You gotta get Every, everything get in the that esophagus. <laughs> you gotta get their kidneys in there. John, what do you think? Pros, cons. Honestly, so when we were, were, you know, talking, for example, like with our accountant that we were going to go into business together, he's like, are you sure you want to do business with family? Because that can be a pretty slippery slope. And, you know, I've seen a lot of families just get ruined over going into business together. But there's no one else. I Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no one else I'd rather go in business with. I mean, we shared a bunk bed for three years in college together. I'm pretty sure we can survive a business together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. It's just we're both very selfless people. So I'm always willing to step in and help him. And he's always willing to help me. Like, hey, man, let me see your patient. I know you're behind her. Like, you know. If there was one day who's having migraine, I'm like, let me see your patients. It's fine. So because we're always willing to help and give to each other, you know, and it's mutual, it's not like I'm just taking or he's just taking. I think that's one of the many reasons why it works. And we're, we're both equally committed to making this practice successful. So it's not like I feel like, God, like I'm working all these late nights. I get the crappy hours. Meanwhile, you know, he doesn't work weekends or anything like it's totally balanced and we have full like 100% skin in the game, both of us. So, yeah. yeah. So definitely more pros. Another thing that you're the same age. Mm-hmm. So... If that, you know, if one of you was older, the dynamic might be different, don't you think? Yeah, one yeah. might be like, have more like a authoritative. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I have two sisters who are dentists. We we were never in business together, but there's an age difference. So mm-hmm. one is, is always going to be the older, you know, older brother, like, oh, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have that, mm-hmm. so... Don't you think that Yeah, so it's a straight 50-50 ownership yeah. then? Yeah, and what's nice is because this is the first venture of us getting a practice together, a lot of hiccups and learning curves along the way, and it's like, it's it's not just on him, it's not just on me, it's on both of us. And, you know, if he had a business, you know, that's one of our concerns was, you know, we were considering maybe bringing in, like, or partnering up with another dentist who had run practices before, but it's like, you know, people like that, I don't want them thinking, you know, I've done this before, this is how it works, this is my way, you exactly. know? Exactly. And yeah. I don't know. How do you guys pay yourself? Like percentage of production and distributions? Uh, percentage of collection. Okay. And then, yeah, at the end, whatever's left over, you know, like profit with the company, we split that 50-50. How do you guys agree on when to cut our distribution? Our accountant our tells accountant, us. Yeah. Oh, really? Like, Great, good answer. Quarterly? Yeah. Or? I don't even know. You don't even know. She's like, oh, you guys should probably write dividend checks. And I'm like, okay. Do okay. you pay yourselves monthly? Um, monthly. Yeah. Okay. Every so like weeks. payroll. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are your production levels pretty much the same? It depends. Like, uh, I guess even in February when I took a week off, like it didn't. Yeah. I would say like 
So we also, the way it works with our compensation is 35% of collections, but also minus the lab bills. Well, I do more Invisalign, so my lab bills are higher. So like I'll maybe collect more in a month, but my lab bill is higher. So it, it balances out. Pretty but do you split that or do you calculate your collection based on your? Yeah. So he gets 35%. Okay. Is it 35% yeah. of what John collects? Got it. That's, that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I get my percentage. And then what we do is we know that let's say each month, We'll like, we look back, okay, each month, the lowest we've ever collected is like 8,000. Okay. So what we'll do is the first half, we'll just give each other a, we'll we'll get a flat, like $4,000 payment. And then in the second half of the month, we'll go through the full month, see what was collected and make up the difference. So basically what we should get paid minus that initial 4,000. Okay. So you're taking Mm -hmm. a draw. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, explain that. I'm not smart enough to understand that. Explain that one more time. So, so let's say... Um, so every month, let's say, so this month, okay. Or I guess next month. Um, so May 15th, John and I are going to cut ourselves a check for like $4,000 each. Okay? okay. Or I guess we're, well, we pay ourselves as W2s actually. That's smart. Yeah. So we get, we get a $4,000 payment or uh, paycheck. And then at the end of the month, so on the 30th, we calculate everything that we've collected. So I calculate what I've collected minus lab bills. He calculates what he's collected minus lab bills. Minus 4,000. Minus 4,000. And that's what is the second. Yeah. I guess I don't understand why the minus 4,000. Why not just wait to the end of the month and cut a big and check? Cash flow. Like okay, understand. Yeah, yeah, sure. Or calculate it twice. I mean, you could calculate it twice. Yeah. But you also, have that lag from collections too. And also the higher, like if you lump up your payments, you pay higher taxes. So like, let's say I got a $10,000 payment. I'm going to pay more taxes on that. If I have like a 5,000 and a 5,000, it's a different income bracket. Really? Even if it's... That's, that's what we've noticed. So like... When well, we put... but I think it's like they they look at what you made in the year. Oh, so, okay. But it's mostly just for having cash flow. I mean, expenses are high. Yeah. Um, so... Do you guys live together too? Yeah, we have a counter together. No way. Yeah, the, the plot thickens, man. Oh my God. And then one you girlfriend. You guys spend a you guys, lot of time together. You guys share one girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, when, when he made the joke that we bunked for three years in college, it was to save money. And I was going to say, in a way, his first kiss was my first kiss. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but because I was there, I'm, you know, but I was obviously joking. But, you, you have a girlfriend though. Yeah. You're not dating the same girl from down school, are you? No. No. Okay. He has the Good. girlfriend Tuesday, Thursday, Day, Friday, Day, Friday. <laughs> every other Saturday. <laughs> so... So I guess like what happened was after we'd been working as associates for three, four years, um, I came back from residency. We worked a year, moved out of our home. And the only way we could afford that was let's just share a place. So we did that, saved up enough money to basically we had to decide, are we going to buy a dental office or are we going to get our own places now? And the business but I guess the better financial decision was let's get a business. Hundred percent. Yeah. So that we, you know, we could get the ball rolling on that quicker. And actually, I'd say now we're pretty close to the point where we can. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were Louis looking to move out to get his own place, but with how expensive things are and how oh, crazy yeah. this real yeah. estate yeah. market is, is, you know, it's like I, yeah, I'm 31, but it's like I can bear it a little bit more living with someone because. Who's your brother? It's not like it's your mom. Yeah. Right. right. Are there other siblings? Oh, we have a younger sister. Okay. Is she also a dentist? Uh, no, she's a nurse. A nurse, okay. Mm-hmm. Is she close by too? She lives in the city. Okay. In downtown, yeah. Okay. How often do you go downtown? Um, Probably not often, Not often, right? yeah. It's pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For her birthday, maybe? Yeah. Like, yeah maybe like once every other month. People always assume that you're always in Chicago, I'm sure. It's like, no. 
Yeah. Know, it's like us going to Well, Detroit. 30 minutes from Chicago, like you have a car where you're parking. Mm-hmm. It's like a hassle to get down there. Oh, it can yeah. Be, yeah. 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 And I mean, you know, sometimes it can take you a half hour. Sometimes it can take you three hours, you know, just yeah. depending on traffic Bro, like or accidents. dollars drink at right. Right. <laughs> a stupid bar. Well, that's cheap for a drink in Chicago. Oh, yeah. It's going to say. Yeah. So tell us how you're doing all this Invisalign. Yeah. Because everyone's trying to get like crowns and like the profitable mm-hmm. procedures. Yeah. So, you know, one thing Lewis and I said, so I, I guess going back to like the top three was marketing, availability, and then Invisalign. The reason we chose Invisalign was, right, like when we wanted to choose marketing, and I guess Invisalign and marketing kind of go hand in hand. Um, we're like, we want to market to something. Everyone markets like, hey, general dentistry. You know, like everyone markets just being a dentist. So it's like, you know, if you general want a cleaning. And cosmetic dentist. Right. And cosmetic yeah. dentist or like family dentist. So it's like, yeah. There has to be another niche that people are Googling, you know, that maybe we can use that search to then draw them into our practice to get other dental needs. So, you know, we're like, well, let's really hit heavy on the Invisalign marketing. That way we can draw on those Invisalign patients. But you also just really loved Invisalign too. Yeah. Like and and I did. That's the yeah. main. Yeah. That helps. Right there. Yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah, that's the thing. So as an associate before buying our own practice, I started really getting momentum with Invisalign. I'm like, you know what? I actually really enjoy doing this. So then when it came time to choosing which like niche we want to market to, we're like, you know, let's do Invisalign. Cause usually people that want Invisalign care about their teeth. So things like, Hey, you know, this tooth has a cavity, you know, or this tooth needs a crown. You just paid all this money to have your teeth straightened. You won't have teeth if you don't get this, you know, issue mm-hmm. fixed or whatever. Um, and then whitening too, probably. And then whitening too, like yeah. Yep. So we include free whitening with our Invisalign package, and that's you know just a little icing on the cake too. Patients like, oh my god, you know, I get straighter, whiter teeth. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we just we really hit hard the the Invisalign. So how are you talking to patients? Because how many Invisalign cases a month are you doing? Um, I'd say at least ten. Wow. So, so you're I, starting ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Ten, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. how are you talking? How are you convincing them to go into Invisalign? A lot of the patients that are coming to our office from Invisalign. I'm like their second or third consults and okay. I think they, they just like what we have to say. So again, being that we're, we're not a DSO and it's a family business, it's me and my brother. We do spend a lot more time with our patients and probably, you know, other dental offices would. And I can't tell you how many times patients have said to us, man, like no one has given me this amount of time before. And like, they're excited to move forward with treatment because they feel that I'm the best dentist for the job because I, I hear them out and I listen to them. So, you know, I just, for me, it's more about listening. Okay, what bothers you about your mouth and you know, what is it you want fixed? And then I'll say, yeah, Invisalign can do this, but I'm also realistic with, you know, the limitations with, you know, ortho, you know, if they're severe class two, you know, I'll explain in layman's terms that I, I can't fix their excessive overjet, you know, or their skeletal deficiency. You need surgery for that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think just being upfront with them and, you know, being honest with the expectations and letting them know that we'll get you the best result that's possible. Um, I think listening to people and spending time with them is probably the key takeaway from that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because people don't, they don't want to be processed or like rushed through. Right. You know, and that's what's happening out there Mm -hmm. in the world. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but it's true. That's a good word, process. Like they literally, when when we ask about the other consults, they go in, doctor says, takes a look. Yeah, we could do Invisalign. All right, so-and-so is going to come and go over the price. And then they come to our office and it's actually Dr. John sitting there scanning their teeth, talking. Meanwhile, the assistants are like, Doc, you have one, like, let's go. But right. we can't help that. Like, we we want to give them our time, you know? So That's what people want. You yeah. should continue to do that. So right? you're scanning 
they're, they're for the Itero. So gym. sometimes yes, sometimes no. I mean, my assistant, you know, she's just as good as I am. So if I do have to do a hygiene check, I'll do all the talking and I'll say, you know what? My assistant's going to take a scan. I'll be right back when she's done. So she'll take the scan. I'll go do the hygiene check and then I'll pop back. And, and then do you bring them back for one more visit to like show the clean check? I don't like showing the clean check. Um, just because a lot of times the clean check, the way it, it, it's expressed on the computer isn't how the teeth are going to be expressed clinically. So like, for example, if a patient has a deep bite and you can't see those bottom teeth, and I really need to intrude those bottom teeth. The clinic is going to show them with an anterior open bite, but that's not how the case is going to finish. The face is going to the case is going to finish yeah. with them with a problem. So bite. when do you expect payment for the Invisalign? So we take down payments to get started. You know, we say in order for us to process your case, we need a down payment. So they make the down payment whenever they decide. They can call in if they want to think about it or talk to their spouse, or if they're you know a lot of patients are eager that day, we'll take the down payment that day. Um, and then we'll usually give an option saying like we can do the in-office financing. This is what it's going to cost or the other option is care credit. So, so what's in-office finance? Like you guys? We basically just like, so I like doing monthly follow-ups for like every two months follow-ups. So usually when the patients come in for their follow-up, we'll take a payment. Yeah. We'll take a payment at that time. Like an orthodontist. Right. Right. Yeah. Or just a payment plan. Mm-hmm. Do you do yeah. the, um, Invisalign as well? No. Okay. So what's, what's your, um, what's your focus in dentistry? What do you like to do? So it's the last year has been, I guess, not even the last like six months have been interesting. So um, like I said, in residency, I did more extractions, bone grafting, that type of stuff. And I enjoyed that. But when I was an associate, they had specialists on the team there. So all extractions went to the specialist. Okay. So it's, my skills got rusty. So when we opened our practice, we'd see a patient who needs an extraction and it's like, well, I haven't pulled a tooth in about three years, so go see the specialist. And it's like, man, we're referring out like so many like wisdom tooth extractions. Mm-hmm. Uh, patients who come in for that limited no like limited exam, no charge consult, they just need a tooth pulled. It's like, sorry, we can't even help you. So it was sort of serendipitous. I got asked by I, I was approached by a guy at the gym who thought I was my brother. And he goes, Hey, did you ever get my email? I'm like, I've I don't know sure. who you are. Yeah. <laughs> I just read it. It's great. So, so he's like, I met you a couple months ago. I was like, I, I don't think so. And then it occurred to me, oh, you might have met my twin brother. And so he says, well, I work at the DuPage uh, jail, and we need a dentist to audit charts. So would you be willing to do that? So I, long story short, I ended up in the jail um, auditing charts. They were going through their annual um, cred- credentialing or accreditation. Mm-hmm. Um, while I was there, they said, you know, if you'd like to come in, like, as needed, part-time, like, one day a week and just see the inmates here. I'm like, I, I don't pull teeth. I'm sorry. I don't do that. Um, one thing led to another. The doctor there at the jail got sick. So they're like, look, you're the only dentist we know. Could you just come in and triage patients? And I'm like, yeah, I can triage. I can prescribe amoxicillin, sure. Well, next thing you know, I'm pulling teeth, wisdom teeth at the jail. And I told John, I was like, let's just, I was like, it sort of worked out. I'm, we're, let's just start pulling teeth here. So now I, I'll do extractions, bone grafting, but it's because I met this guy at the gym who had me audit charts, who somehow dragged me into working at the jail. And it's, the dentist ended up actually passing away. So then they needed me at the jail. So it's not even like, hey, you're here to help part time while he's going through treatments. Like, we need you. And I'm like, are you still there? Still there on Tuesdays. What's it like working at a jail? Um, you know, so my first like day there, I didn't know what to expect. Um, you This like a person walks in. My tooth hurts. You get them down, pull the tooth. Thank you, doctor. They walk out, and that person killed their spouse. No idea. You oh, you don't. Wow. Do, you have. I mean, like I could look it up. You, it's not like we don't know, but I, I just don't. There's yeah. no, there's no need for me to look that up. But it's just 
you'd never guess. In which some of these people treat me nicer than like some oh, of the I'm people sure. in our daily lives. Oh, walking of around, course, you know yeah. What I mean? like, They're thankful. Thank yeah. you so much, so much. So is like, it all extractions at the jail? We, yeah, we, it's only uh, like emergency treatment. So it's extractions or prescribed antibiotics. Okay. Do you, you assume they all killed their spouse? <laughs> <laughs> they killed their. They killed their dentist. <laughs> You so, know, the thing is, too, though, is like, again, because we're dentists, I think there's a people, hierarchy of fear. Yes, they actually exactly. fear the dentist. Yes. So there's like, <laughs> as soon as Lewis walks in, they're like, oh, my God, oh my God. Right. look at this guy. Like yeah. everyone's scared of everyone. It's right. great. Right. So there's like, a, there, there's, like, there's like a mutual like we're just all going to. It's be like, cool don't hurt me and I won't hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. So yeah. do you tell them you're also an inmate and you're there because you killed your spouse? <laughs> tell them you killed your patient. Yeah. So right. I guess so you just pull teeth. Send them. Do you have other follow-ups? Like, is it like Dry Socket City? There, are they all smoking no. cigarettes in the bathrooms? No, um, <laughs> it, it's it's very very like restricted there. They count every item. Like, if a pen goes missing, prison goes. Well, think about an elevator. An elevator. It's like a shank. You Get know? out. Like, yeah. Where did oh, yeah. the elevator go? Oh my gosh. Oh, it's in Jimmy's rib cage. Like a, like a periodontal elevator. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking like the actual elevator. Yeah, so did I. Oh, no, no. Like, like elevating, yeah. you know, like yeah. tips. And, and we're dentists. We're dentists. We that too. <laughs> I haven't pulled a tooth in like two years. So I have no idea. I haven't idea. practiced in four years. And I'm like, yeah. So what if you leave a root tip behind and like, good luck? Like, there's, you, know, you got to figure a way. Um, yeah. And it's not easy to refer out because let's say a patient. So I was, I was actually like laying flooring for my parents uh, on a Saturday and I got a call, hey, this patient's face swelled up and like it's happening minute by minute. After you worked on him? No, no, no. I okay. hadn't seen this. This lady just got, um, it, I think she was maybe two days ago she arrived at the jail. I hadn't seen her yet because I only worked Tuesdays. She arrived maybe Thursday. Um, they're like her face is getting bigger and bigger. And I was like, I was literally in sweatpants and like you said, a Dago tier. Uh, yeah. One of those wife beater, wife beater shirts. Whoa, Dago. Well, and, we're going to edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the grease balls. We're like, like, I, have a mutual I, understanding. I, I, I understand. I'm just teasing you. Um, so I, I told him, I was like, look, I'm literally coming in sweatpants and I'm like a, a sweater with paint on it. I'll be there. So like I, I come five minutes later and I said, how are things are like, it's, it's just not getting better. It's actually getting worse. And now she's in a lot of pain. So by the time I get there, it's going to be 30 minutes. I said, just take her to the hospital. But it's a huge process. All the documentation. they oh, have the transport. To, yep. They, and, yeah. they, they have to have deputies go with. I mean, it's just such a such a hassle. So I try to do what I can to avoid that or mitigate any external visits to, oh, yeah. to doctors. So. Are you working in the jail too? No. 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 So if John goes to jail, would you work on him? <laughs> He'll just be on a low-dose antibiotic. <laughs> <laughs> Just enough to a loading dose. Yeah. So you're saying John's not doing any of this line on these prisoners? No, I no. Go, I go to the jail. I know. I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> no, but, no. Well, I mean, so my understand. I literally just got a call because people like are in the middle of treatment and they're like, "Hey, they have trays with them. Can we let them use their Invisalign trays?" Wait, like, these prisoners have Invisalign? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. I mean, they're. They, everybody, I guess people care about their teeth, you know? I mean, yeah. So if you can convince a prisoner to get, like anyone can get Invisalign. Yeah. If these yeah. murderers are getting Invisalign. Well, they weren't getting it at the jail. So they started Invisalign and then. Then they killed their spouse. They then. did whatever they did. <laughs> and then they, they tell the jail, like, because when you go there, you can't bring anything with you. You're stripped down. You can take nothing with you. They're like, I need my trays. I need my trays or else <laughs> my teeth are going to shift. So then I have to give approval 
to say they can wear their Invisalign trays. But it's nice that people take their teeth. It's like, dude, you got bigger issues. Rather yeah. than you have to be in front of a I judge know. in 24 hours so you don't it's go like, on like death row and you're worried about this your I don't, want, I don't want my diastema to reopen. Yeah. He's going you know? to prison for life. He's right. worried about eight and nine sliding apart. Yeah. That's really oh my God. I mean, I'm, like, there, are, there are inmates who genuinely care about their teeth and and they're flossing. And... Oh, man, we have people who schedule visits with me just to floss their teeth because floss isn't. I'm sure you can imagine why it's not freely oh, yeah. available. They'll right. find a way. So to you're make... flossing their teeth. No, no, they just sit in the chair and they floss their teeth, and then we have to take the floss when they're done, throw it out. But people will set up visits just to floss their teeth because they, oh, they care about their teeth. Which so is much. Nice. Oh my god, prison life. Mm-hmm. Wow. This podcast took an interesting turn. Yeah. <laughs> There's a difference between jail and prison. I learned that too. I, I What's the so which one are you? Oh, jail. I'm in jail. jail. So I just had an Invisalign consult yesterday with a patient. And we were talking and uh, he somehow mentioned that he was in jail. And he's like, wait, I told you I had to go to jail for three years, right? And I'm like, no. He goes, yeah, I was at the two-page corrections facility. I'm like, I wonder if you met my brother. <laughs> you probably <laughs> thought it was you. Yeah, maybe. Oh, <laughs> That's why he tracked me down. Yeah. <laughs> You don't, wow. you don't pass out cards like we can no, get out of jail. No, and, and honestly, like we, we there's a there's an element sometimes of manipulation where these people are in jail for a reason, and some of them are just great manipulators. Some of them are just people who made a bad decision. Some of them are people who are confused. A lot of these people are on medications which alter their thinking. I mean, yeah. like antidepressants. M- most of the patients have anxiety, depression, and they're medicated, and they're just they're not rational. They're out of it. Yeah. So, um, you know, whatever the case may be, um, they like they strike you as a totally fine person would never do anything. But when they say, is there like a dentist you'd recommend? I'd love to say just come to my office, but I can't even recommend because I, I we can't put anybody in harm's way. Like, oh, go see this oral surgeon. You have an impacted wisdom tooth. Yeah. So we just we have to be very calculated about everything we say. So what do you say? So there is a health department that will do, I don't know how the finances work there, but it's very affordable. So if there is something that, like say they want a root canal, they don't want to pull the tooth because it's number eight. Yeah. I'll say, look, you're getting out in three weeks, take these antibiotics. But when you get out, go to the health department because you've already mentioned that finances are an issue. They'll help you out there. So wow. you're, I, you learn a lot, you know, pretty quickly there. And Sounds like dental school. Like same. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Oh my God. So you don't work Tuesdays and in your business. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do and you find that you make less money because you're at a jail and not in your own business? I, I mean, here's the lately I've actually been working like 14 to 16 hour Tuesdays. I wake up at 4 a.m. I work at the jail from 6 a.m. to 1, and then I drive to our clinic and I'll see a couple of patients. So, so what time are you done on Tuesday nights? It depends. Um, the last four weeks, it's been like 5.30. That's a long day. You're going six to five thirty in one day. Aren't you dead by the end of the yeah, day? Yeah, I mean, but then you know you type up notes and make sure everything checks off for the day. Respond to emails. So it again, it can be fourteen hour day, like yeah, no problem. So how long do you think you'll stay working at the jail? I don't know. Um, the reason we chose Tuesdays was that was the day we only had one hygiene, and when we looked at the, like the numbers for each day, there wasn't enough to sustain two dentists there. So I said okay. it makes sense for me to go guaranteed pay at the jail makes sense for you to stay here and he can maximize profit. So overall we're both making more money. Yeah. So how many hygiene do you have other days? That's a recent yeah. development. Yeah. So hygiene zero. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how hygiene, like if 
it's been a struggle trying to find hygiene help Very in difficult. Michigan. Yeah. It's been so hard out by us. Um, I mean, we've had an ad out for six months. So we started when we got the practice with four hygienists. Three of them retired. A lot of hygienists retired, you know, with this whole COVID era. Um, so we're down to one now. And, okay. you know, we've been hiring temp agencies. And they, their fees keep going up and up and up to the point where because we're, in, you know, in network with these PPOs, we're breaking even. So it's like, why are we even doing this? Yeah. Right. So, you know, we did find you know, one hygienist to come. It just didn't work out. Uh, her philosophies didn't match up with ours. So, so what was her philosophy? Did it match up? Um, stealing money. Stealing money. <laughs> so just, just well, time restraints. Yeah. Like we can, hour and a half for new patients, reasonable. And she wanted more time. She wanted two hours. But for, it's a like, for a new patient. Okay. But it's what like, is she doing? Two hours. A therapy session. I know. I'm cleaning. Yeah. For, okay, if you can't do that in an hour. I know, I know. So it would be an hour and a half or like an hour we'd come in, you know, See how things are going. I don't want to be a patient for two hours. No one does. And like the patient's like, well, don't you think that, you know, the hygienist's like, don't you think they deserve the care, you know, that we can provide? Yeah, but no one wants to be in a Mm -mm. a dental chair for two hours for a cleaning, you know? So that was... why? I guess it's great not to cut you off. Why is the care better for 30 more minutes? Exactly. What are you doing in there? Right. Well, that's... Talking too much. That's what Lewis and I... About non-dental stuff. That's what Lewis and I, like, we go in the office, we're like, dude, what the hell has she been doing? It's been an hour and she's taking an FMX. Yeah. Like, what's going on? And we're paying her, you know, I know. To do what? Yeah, that's... So... What does she want for a regular profi? How long? An hour was okay, but even that was... It's just... It was a very bizarre situation. pushing the limits, yeah. Did you consider paying her on collection? That was that, actually that was discussion, after that, yeah. like after it didn't work out, mm-hmm. um, that was what John and I said is I like, there has to be, there has to be motivation with work. Like for us, we're motivated because unless we prep a tooth or drill a tooth, unless we're doing something, we're not getting paid Yeah. for them. If the patient doesn't show, they can go clean instruments for an hour because that's the worst. You know, oh my God. So, so we thought about like some sort of, like you said, uh, try it. Yeah. Where we pay per procedure. Like every time we do Florida, you get this or. Yeah. Yeah. Or just a yeah. collection. Yeah. Because yeah. then the scalings will go up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all needed anyways. Yeah. But So we had an office manager on here and they use the Scheduling Institute and he pays his hygienist, what, 33% yeah, that's of collections. Okay. She makes over 100000 a year. Yeah. Because wow. she's motivated. Yeah. She wants to work more days, work more hours, well, more perio. I don't know. I don't know. Fluoride treatments, go yeah. through the roof, yeah, they look everything. For, they yeah. look for supplemental procedures to yeah. bump up there that they should be therapy. recommending yeah, exactly. anyways. right yeah the mentality goes from oh, yeah. i only have five minutes for fluoride and i'm getting paid the same you know what we'll see you next time right versus, i still have five minutes we're to doing make an it. extra 10 yeah. 15 bucks let's do it yeah because mm-hmm. i had a one time an employee told me they felt like they were all working harder but they weren't making more and they're just making me rich yeah so mm-hmm. you have to like convince them like we're all going to get not rich, but you're going to make more money if you work Your harder. efforts will be rewarded. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, it's motivation. We're all motivated by money. Right. Um, so that's definitely something that, like, recently John and I have like, well, maybe we should revamp how we set up our try it. hygiene page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, have you heard of the Million Dollar PPO Consultant Agency? Mm-mm. So they base it on bonuses are based off profit. So at the end of the month, let's say you spent 100000 Sorry, you collected 100000 but you spend eighty thousand, so you have twenty thousand dollars worth of profit. Each employee gets one percent, so the profit is not only tied to collections, but also what you spent too. Now, is that percent like, let's say, because we have an assistant that works like three hours every other week? And then oh my we have, god! Yeah, I know. And then we have one front desk who, you know, she's putting in close to you know thirty. Yeah, you have to do the week. formula. So it's and like you know, I yeah, right. if, like if it's one percent each person, I wouldn't feel fair given you know. The, You're the totally assistant. right. Yeah, it has so. to be based on like. So yeah. I have all full time employees. Okay. So it works for me. 
Okay. Yeah, if one girl's working three hours every other week, then yeah, I would just fire her. <laughs> so why is she only working three hours every other week? She's busy, you know, with her kids. You know, okay, um, they're young, but she's a great assistant. So okay, it's fair like, you know what? She she gets it done. Um, you know, she'll run through maintenance, making sure everything is up to speed. You know, she's great at what she does. Um, she's probably even better at scanning the iTero than I am. I mean, she's just a great assistant. So I, I, you know, we're we're flexible with the fact that you know we understand she has young boys. You know, she has to be there for them. So. You know, she's like, well, when they go back to school, I'll be here more. So, like, you know what? We'll keep her. It's an investment base. Yeah. yeah. She's that good. Yeah. She, she could train other staff, too. We've, we've had her train our other assistants. Yeah. yeah. So, we when she's there, do you, have two, do you have two assistants when you guys work or one? We each have our own assistant. That's okay. it. Okay. Unless it, we talk about this past week where all of them were sick and we just had one assistant no, no for assistant. the two of us. I know. Yeah. Get, like getting she a was text. helping me clean rooms. and That's so hard. Just, yeah. I know. Monday morning. I get a text from my assistant, 6 a.m. Hey, Dr. John, I can't come in today. I'm not oh, feeling well. Stop your And then I text Lou. Hey, Lou, I know you're in the bedroom right next to me. But <laughs> <laughs> I know you're in the bunk bed. Yeah. Right about but, uh, me. You're laying right next to me in bed. Yeah, but my assistant can't come in. And he's like, yeah, my assistant just texted too. Get like, all right, here. let's text our third assistant. Oh no one could come in. So it's like. So one assistant. Two docs, full schedule. Yeah, so we're like, you know what? Your goal is going to be just cleaning rooms. Like, we'll be, you know, doing what we can. You know, we'll use, like, the right. Isolite, which is actually, I, I like using that. Okay. That's These are Isolite, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, we'll use that. We can manage. And especially with a lot of my Invisalign follow-ups, I don't really need an assistant. So, we, we were able to make it work. But it's just added stress. Can you have it, your it front is. desk come back and assist? They're not cross trains. Yeah, and then they come, and it's worse. Mm -hmm. like, just go back up to the front. Well, right? You know, they're, they're dressed nice. Like, I, you don't want to get little specks of blood or saliva you know it's just a different well they don't know where anything is they're like what's this what, what is yeah. this you know and you have to explain everything mm -hmm. and i would rather have them up front checking in out patients answering phone calls yeah know, we'll, we'll survive but i think it'd be easier for an assistant to go to the front 100 you know? percent. Mm -hmm. not that front's easier yeah. but of course they come in the back they're like messing and dropping stuff and yeah yeah, yeah, assistants are hardworking dental employees, mm -hmm. usually. I think assisting is the hardest. Yeah, I I, I, very. Yeah, I know. And I'm not saying this to bash any specific dental field, but I think assistants work harder, if not just as hard as hygienists. They, and so they like, work I think the pay hard. scale is a little skewed. With There's work. no hygienist that listens, so 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it blows my mind that how much a hygienist is making now because they're so in yeah, I know. demand it's compared crazy. to what an assistant makes. Yeah. yeah. But we, a good hygienist can be really, really good. Um, you're, they do yes. sell more. So hygienists yeah. will sell more treatment for you. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. your assistant's sweating by the end of the hygienist yeah. is not. Literal sweat, yeah. Yeah. Right. We, um, we have an ad out for hygiene now. And we've had out for like six months and had two bites maybe. One of them didn't even respond when we said, hey, let's set up a phone call. Yeah. Um, the, the first phone call we did have and the only phone call we had was, okay, how much do you guys want to pay me? And we said, well, right now, like the going right in our area is like $45. For, for a hygienist? And, and he said, I want 50 He said? Oh, and I, yeah. and, I mean, <laughs> okay. in my head, so when I graduated. I mean, that's probably normal in California. They pay hygienists like that. But like, yeah, that's, I mean. Or New York. Maybe. Get out of here. Yeah, but yeah. like $50 an hour. Can I be that's, your hygienist? Uh, men can be men can be hygienists, by <laughs> the way. All, all men's <laughs> lives matter. Um, so, so, but. That was $50 is what I made as a dentist when I graduated oh, dental school. For I got, sure. I got yeah. $50. And this was five years ago. So like how over the course of half a decade. Right. I, I just can't just, maybe I'm too proud, I, but I can't justify paying somebody what I got paid after four years of graduate school. You know. No way. You're assuming all the rest. dollars in debt. Yeah. There's so a lot of things. Since this is a business podcast, let's run this through. You guys took Delta PPO? Mm -hmm. Right. So what does Delta PPO pay you? 
for a profi? 70? 75. 75. Yeah. And this dude wants $50 <laughs> yeah. an hour. Mm-hmm. So you have $25 profit. Well, just not, not to mention, you know, the cost for the supplies. Exactly. The room turnover. I it mean, costs, the supplies are going like up. It's like $65 to turn a room. Yeah. To, you know, put all the... I think it's 65. Yeah, that's so the number I So if use. it's 65... And you're, you're under. You're, you're losing every yeah. patient he treats. Well, exactly. And it's like, and then we have to pay our front desk to schedule those patients to get in that hygiene slot. Yeah. So. I mean, think about the gloves, the wipes, the, t- you know, everything mm-hmm. you have to use. It's about, mm-hmm. do you hear it's more than 65? No, that was 50 bucks. Oh, I use 65. That's what I was so, told. So when you say it costs 65, what do you, do you mean including the hourly pay? No, $65 to turn over a room. So if you come in for a crown adjustment to all the gloves I'm going to need, me, an assistant, put, you know, a burr, you're going to have to run that through the autoclave, everything, $65 oh. to I don't use know that the details, room. but I know. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't make $65, you're, mm. you're under, it costs money to adjust fillings. It costs money to adjust crowns. Like, right. So just don't get them back. People don't, but people don't <laughs> think about that until they're analyzing the business. It's like, all right, if you're the, I just had this conversation. If you're a dentist and every single time you do a filling, it needs to be adjusted mm-hmm. once or twice. That's that costs you a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, not to mention it's now filling in time. You have that, to answer the phone. You have to talk yeah. to that person, schedule yeah. them. I mean, all these th- dollars. And you're spending time everywhere. doing a, a, a procedure that you're not making money on yep. where you could be doing something. And, and it costs you money. Yeah. Well, it costs so, you goodwill too. But I, I mean, yeah. people are so numb sometimes they can't bite down. No, they no, bite it happens. Down and like, what yeah. the hell? It happens, but it's like, for that, for that person to ask for $50 an hour, I mean, mm-hmm. you're not getting paid for that. Yeah. If you're getting paid $250 for the cleaning. You can I, tell us off the podcast or even now if you're comfortable what your other hygienist makes. But you can tell us after. We'll tell after. Okay. We should refer um, them to Wendy. Yeah. We had a dental recruiter on. Mm-hmm. So you can help you guys find a hygienist. She recruits and interviews for you. So it's not just like a temp agency. And you can tell her how much you want to pay for a certain person and she'll find that person at that pay. Yeah, okay. you can tell her a lot of things and she'll, she'll go find... 50 bucks an hour? Person. It's like a matchmaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even hours. if you're fee for service. I know. That's too, way too high. Crazy. I mean, I was working... So that practice I told you about right out of school. Yeah. Like nice high-end area. I mean, his hygienists were getting paid, you know... Nowhere near that. And yeah. this is like a fee for service where, you know, they were yeah. charging primo bucks because they, you know, it was primo care. Yeah. Not even those hygienists were making that much. And yeah. no way. They, Nothing against hygienists, but I think, you know, like that, I don't know about Chicago, but in Michigan, interest rates are going up. So like houses are not selling as much as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think hygienists too. Next yeah. five years. No way they're making $50 an I hour. No. If they get paid on collections, they'll make more. Yeah. But then they have to. Well, then they're making more for the business. Right. Right. So. Yeah. It works out. Were all your hygienists happy on collections? No. One, I lost um, one hygienist quit because of it. Yeah. But I paid my hygienist on collection yeah. and well, I honestly, swear by it. They probably, that's, they probably weeded themselves out. You probably don't want yeah. that person. Because to me, that demonstrates they don't want to work. This particular yeah, person exactly. couldn't wrap her head around the fact that if she had a cancellation, she wasn't getting paid. And she even said to me, I'm working for free. And I said... Okay, now you're making $60 an hour. You're making, you know, $300 more a week mm-hmm. this way than your way. Mm-hmm. But you do have to come in. If you don't have a patient, you can't leave. Mm-hmm. The, that was the rule. She said, well, now I'm working for free. And I was like, okay, you're just not. Seeing the big picture. She, well, yeah. she just, I mean, wasn't sophisticated enough to see what she was passing up. Yeah. It, you know? It, it, 
but like how do they not at least try to understand from your perspective like well okay so what's the opposite like now i i pay you to sit and do nothing like well my other the other ones it's like you you know here's how you do it you convert them you say okay we're paying you 40 dollars an hour we're going to try for the next two weeks to pay you on collection you can make as much as you want so i'm going to give you the 40 you know that's your backup but let's see what you can do Mm -hmm. um and then at the end of two weeks you lay it out you're like all right you're hourly is this much and here's what it would be if I paid you any collections which one do you want mm-hmm. and they always point to the bigger one yeah and then you just switch it we gotta get you guys a hygienist it's great everybody gets a raise because how are you guys well, filling your schedule with one hygiene well again this was more recent where we've been down to one so it's texting friends hey can you help out and come clean like teeth. a sob or a tongue. Yeah, for yeah. like four hours, like because we're super busy on Saturday or like other hygienists in the area that used to work for this practice. Like, hey, are you free by chance? And we're just trying to exhaust every option. Yeah. Mm. So it, I mean, yeah, I, I've even had to do doing, a few cleanings. You know, like, oh, it's horrible, yeah. isn't it? They're like bleeding. You're like, am I doing this right? Like, I haven't done this in a while. What How do I hold this? this? It's terrible. Cavatron waters all over. They're crying. Oh, you're crying. Like you're worst. looking like Gracie, like 11, 12, 13, 14. Which one's a pulse? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what? Just everything. Yeah. Just straight scaler. Just poke yeah. everything. Just a universal. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So I have a question. So with your practice, obviously it's going well, but you're still building. What what's your goal? Is your goal to I'll give you some choices like to build this one up larger and have this be the only one? Are you looking to buy additional practices, locations, real estate? Yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong, or feel free to add in. But wrong, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> do you own Do you own your building? No, that's okay. probably rare. Rent, yeah, in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. So, like the model we have now in. You know, I guess if, if we could do like a, a fourth, you know, thing for how we've helped grow the practice. No, only yeah. three. <laughs> <laughs> it's been through like really taking good care of our patients because, you know, the first like I'd say year that we were working, the new patients coming in just from ads, the flyers, Google, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, but now a lot of the new patients you'll be getting in, I want to say maybe half are coming in based off referrals. Mm-hmm. You know, Word like, of mouth. Yeah. One of my patients just told me, so she broke a tooth before her daughter's baby shower. She came in. I was already, my day was over. I'm like, just come in. I'll take care of this tooth for you. I restored the tooth just temporarily with some composite and she goes to this baby shower. She goes, Oh my God, my dentist just did me a huge favor. I have the best dentist in the world. And her friend goes, Oh my God, I have these, these dentists too. They're brothers. And she's like, wait, who's your dentist? And she's like, Oh, it's John and Lewis out of Schaumburg dentist. She's like, no way. That's my dentist. So the fact that they were both willing to like vouch for us. Oh yeah. Just shows like we really do take great care of our patients. And because we spend that extra two minutes with each patient, we've been getting so many referrals where people are coming and saying my other dentist, you know, just didn't listen to me or they didn't care. I kept telling something's wrong with this tooth. You know, they couldn't, they wouldn't schedule me. So like, we think that we can take that to our advantage. The fact that we have, you know, how do I say this? Like a better relationship with our parents in like these mills mm-hmm. and better grow this practice with, with the parents, or, uh, patients, patients, patients. patients yeah. are your parents, patients. <laughs> we love <laughs> our parents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then once this kind of grows and like this practice is fully saturated, kind of taking that model and I don't maybe like competing against these DSOs where like our model is going to be giving patients the best care. Yeah. Because I think people are waking up to the fact that, you know, treatment uh, at these offices, it's not like what it used to be, you know, 10, 20 years ago where you'd sit down and talk to the dentist. And a lot of these patients coming in, they're like, I don't even remember my dentist's name. You know, it's like, yeah. well, this guy like, you know, injected your mouth, drilled, removed a part of your body, you know, and you don't even know his name. Because they spent five seconds in the right, room. Right. So my yeah. question is, I know you, I know Lewis, how do you replicate your moral character into associates so they can do right. the same thing for patients. I, I, I think that's something that 
it's hard to mold. You just need to look for somebody that shares the value. And man, like legitimately the last two months, I've just got such a chip on my shoulder because I'm seeing all this botched crap work. It's like, where'd you go? Oh, like that that one. And it's a chain. Mm -hmm. It's like, what, again, you brought this up. It's like, what's happening to his dentistry always been like this. And since we're new, we're realizing that there's just bad dentists out there. Or is it that dentistry is just losing I don't want to say it's ethics, but like it's pride because insurance rates are getting lower. Like we just got a letter from Cigna a couple months ago saying we're cutting your rates 30%. Drop them. Mm-hmm. So we did. Yeah, um, good. And, and they were bluffing. They said, oh, never mind. Yeah. We'll, we'll honor your fees. No. Yeah. But we're going to raise them. Yeah. But Drop. there's people who they, they get their new ins- um, patients, not by marketing or word of mouth, but because they just accept every plan. So then they just have to mill all this stuff out like patient to patient. So I'm again, we're really developing to my point, a chip on my shoulder like I just do not like what's happening with dentistry and it's like people don't approach it with the reference anymore. It just becomes like lackadaisical. Like, yeah, we'll do a filling. It's like, no, <laughs> it's more than just a filling. There's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Right. Yeah. And they're coming to see me cause you did it the wrong way. So I, I'd like to basically be like, like I want to give patients hope like, nope, there's still good dentists out there who actually care about my teeth. And it's not all about the money because the money will come if, if you're, like if you focus on treating patients right, doing good work, the money will come. Yeah. So by by being able to expand that more, um, it's like kind of just I don't like these what's happening. Well, it's kind of don't you think though that dentists they don't make the money they used to? That's I true. think yep. that's a huge yep. problem. Since 2015, it's been going. Doctors down. too. So it used to be you know you go to medical school, you go to dental school, and that was like. I mean, you were going to be pretty well well off, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. not the case yeah, anymore. Yeah, like go be a doctor, lawyer, you'll be fine. You're yeah, sad. not yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, you fields. can make more on TikTok. Doing I know. that's so depressing. You know, it, it's true though. And, yeah. And so these dentists, you know, they're making probably fifty dollars an hour, and it's like they're going to try and do as much dentistry as they can as fast as they can. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. and yeah. dentistry is expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, the materials have gotten pricey. I mean, gloves the assistant so she we were training our assistant to order gloves and she goes oh i used to do that for the previous dentist she could not believe the price of gloves like a box of 300 is like i don't know 40 bucks now she goes this used to be like 17 they're so high right now so but it's everything it's like integrity just one one cartridge is 215 bucks so what's integrity it's a temporary okay it's like luxa temp it's a bis acrylic okay um so everything is overhead for staff everybody so wants more money what are they yeah. what do they call sorry the scratch what do they call it? the great resignation now yeah. yeah like everybody's leaving for 50 cent raise yep. mm-hmm. right. i think i totally agree with you lewis i think dentists are getting pinched in every area yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're costs are going up and insurance is paying less yes that's going up mm-hmm. cost is going up insurance is paying less mm-hmm. well what's going to happen i think is um insurance is going to go away. That's what I see happening. I think it's going to be a huge divide. I think it's going to go completely fee for service. And then it's, yeah, it's either a huge divide, either fee for service quality or like worse than a Medicaid. Yeah. I can give you my input on that. So when we got that letter with, um, Cigna, I reached out to 10 people. Um, apparently I found out this is illegal, but I reached out to some, which is why I didn't move forward with. I reached out to 10 friends and said, Hey, 
this is BS. Like, they, how can they possibly cut our fees 30% when hygienists want a raise? Front desk were paying twenty yeah. percent more than two years ago. Cost of inflation, just inflation, like, materials, like oh, everything's yeah. going up. And I love how it's illegal, according to who Delta. So, you know, well, so, so like, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so right. it's okay for them to collude. Yeah, but but for for me to reach out to ten friends and say, let's send them a letter and say this is BS. We're gonna drop them. Um, I forget the term, but it no, basically, I, yeah. I can't do that. So. What's it called? Because you can't like ask dentist down the street what he's charging for a crown either. Yeah, that, that too. And, yeah. yeah. So like you're not supposed to share your fees or rates. They basically don't allow dentists to work with each other and advocate for ourselves. Yeah. So that's why we have all these state dental ones, which don't do crap for us. Like, Which is the ADA's job, by yeah, the way, yeah, right. to and be our advocate. And these crazy dues that we pay. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not, they're not doing their job. No. Could you guys drop insurance and go fee for service? Not no. yet. Not yet. No, that's, that's actually one of the big reasons why we've been getting so many new patients. Like the first question, and this is another like change with, you know, just dentistry. Let me, let me fin- I want to finish that, my yeah. thoughts. So to your point about what you think about insurance, when I reached out to 10, only two of them said okay. The other eight were like, "No, I'm just gonna fold and I'm gonna accept this." Oh my what? god! And I'm like, yeah. like why? Why? Yeah. Why? Like, like, let's fight. Let's yeah. fight this. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. No, like, because what's gonna happen is if Cygnus sees this and be like, "Holy cow, this worked." They went for it. Like, yeah. Like USOB, you're a genius. It worked. Yeah. And then Delta's gonna say, "Hey, did you hear what Cigna did? They cut their fees thirty percent and they maintain ninety percent. Let's do that." Then Etna, then Guardian, and they're all going to do that if you don't stop mm-hmm. this now. Yeah, and so that's why. But I, we should have stopped it years ago. Yeah, and, and that's so. To my yeah. my opinion on that is, I think dentists are always willing to accept insurance because they believe that that's what's necessary, and maybe it is for them. Well, it's a threat too. There's this threat that if you if you don't take Delta, you're gonna you know a chunk of your che- patients are gonna leave. Yeah. But we know that's not true. Yeah, your fee for service. So was I, and. You know, once you establish a strong practice, it's not the case. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to leave, mm-hmm. but you have to, and maybe at first, you don't get like a lot of new patients, right? Would you agree with that? I maybe or got some fee for service, but I probably got eight new patients. I used to get like 10 a March. month. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I didn't get 40, you know, but. But they don't care about insurance. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think it's going to be hard. Not that you guys can't expand. But how do you expand into another office, take losses in the early years, and take dropping insurance rates too, mm. and higher staff overhead? That's that's a good, that's the crux of the biscuit. Yeah, um, so, and the quality of care has to stay mm-hmm. high. And look, how do you convince an associate to make ninety thousand to do really good work on lower prices mm. when he needs to make two hundred to pay his loans back? Yeah. So there's. We're we're starting to develop some ways to work around that. So for example, John and I bought a diode laser. Okay. okay. So what what you what I like what you said earlier is there's other things to prioritize when you start an acquisition rather than mm-hmm. updating furniture. It's like invest in marketing and, and the other stuff. So now we're at the point where we are updating our office, painting like the reception area. We just got a diode laser. Um, we're probably going to get a CBCT, but all of these technology devices in your office, I was never sold. I'd go to these CE courses. Oh, like patients see the technology. It builds value. I didn't buy it. But when I used the diode laser for the first time on Monday, patient came in. I used it to trough instead of packing cord for scanning a crown. Seat the patient up. He goes, Doc, good job today. I'm like, how do you know? You know, yeah. like how? Yeah. I know I didn't hurt you. I know it was pleasant. But how do you know my my onlay prep could look like total crap? Dog, dog and you'd poop. have no idea. <laughs> 
Um, but it's because I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, you had the laser. Like he basically referenced all of these oh, supplemental yeah. things. So yeah. people notice. So what we can do is you, on top of just having those, you can also start to add procedures. So like gingivectomy, if insurance doesn't cover it, okay, maybe work something out with the patient at the front desk where, hey, we're going to bill a gingivectomy, just collect like 70 for the patient. Because in order to do that deep class two, I genuinely had to remove that papilla there. So we use the laser. And I don't think the patient's going to say like, wait, you charged me an extra $50 to use that $10,000. It's like, I think if you explain why you're doing this and they see it, they are more understanding. So now you're making an extra $50 every class two. And if you do 10 of those a week, 500 bucks. So there's ways to mm -hmm. utilize technology, you know, to help offset some of those uh, yeah. insurance limitations. So do you build and me to the insurance? How does that work? You just so, so here's the thing. Like, like a one to three teeth. Yeah. I used a laser all the time. I loved it. What's crazy is what insurance is doing. We're getting EOBs back that say gingivectomy is now part of the restorative procedure. Your your oh, provider man. is not allowed to collect additional Bastards. money for this. Yeah, you yeah. know what that's called? Unbundling. <laughs> so it's illegal to unbundle procedures. So now that they put it part of the procedure, you can't unbundle it. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's, yeah, like a class two, they, they incorporate now gingivectomy as part of the class it, yeah, two. Meanwhile, they cut fees 30%. Exactly. So or like 10 or, bucks. Or like onlays. We don't like, it's a risk. If we blow out an onlay, they say, sorry, it's been downgraded to a composite. So can you charge the patient your online fee and they just get reimbursed? That's what we'll have to do. But it's like now, now who wins? You know, we look bad to the patient. Well, you lose because the patient thinks you overtreated. Right. Can you charge a three quarter crown? That's actually what we've, you know, like it, this is something just relatively new. I mean, we're getting off these topic. Issues, but yeah. Yeah. You know, well, it so. helps with business though. So yeah, yeah. yeah it does. Like, I mean, you, there's different ways you can code things differently. Still honestly, mm -hmm. ethically, but. We're, we're trying to navigate those waters. Three-quarter crowns, inlays, and onlays are, it's the same. I mean, it, honestly, I think it's harder, more technique-sensitive, more time-consuming to do an onlay than a crown. Oh, 100%. for sure. But yet, the way they reimburse an onlay, it's less than a crown. So it's like, why would you do you a You should procedure? get more for an onlay. You're preserving yeah, you two, uh, I mean, I agree 100%. two structure. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, should I keep this cusp? And like, your brain's fried by the uh, end of yeah. it. And then you have to do the, the walls have to be the divergent. Cement, yeah, the bonding and, protocol and everything. It's just totally it. different. Oh, yeah. 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 How do you even? I haven't Sarah because I don't temporize. But how do you even temporize an omelet? Put, put a cotton ball in there. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat for two don't weeks. Even, don't even look at that yeah. tooth. Yeah. Um, basically, I just put composite on there and I engage the undercuts so okay. that it's mechanical retention. I know there's other ways spot etching. Um, Wait, I think you weren't supposed to put undercuts and omelets. No, no, like engaging. Sorry, the embrasures of the adjacent teeth. Yeah. Oh, so okay. like, that, like, like a wing around it. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. They're horrible to temporize. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I literally just. Yesterday, two days ago, a patient came in, broke the onlay temporary. I was like, I told you, no eating for Don't two weeks. Don't look at it. Don't you know? eat on it. You know what's a good way to temporize those, though? Especially if there's a contact. Um, PBS. Really? Yeah, just throw a little blob of PBS in there. That's not a bad idea. And then they bite down. And then um, you can put Vaseline on the opposing tooth. And then when it comes time to take it out, you just flick it out. Something called ferret? Am yeah, I saying that right? Oh, um, or firm it? Doesn't firm it. harden. Firm it. Th it what's doesn't harden. Well, like PBS doesn't harden. Or telio or something. Is that, I know what firm it is. I think yeah. the same thing. is just uh, the dentist that whose practice you're trying to sell. Yeah, he would use I think firm. He did a lot of onlays too, or Telio. Yeah, to temporize his onlays. I thought Telio was just um, another shade like of a, green. I don't know, like a ceramic. Your, your, um, your mug is Telio. It's Telio. Telio shade. <laughs> I can't so think of it. Acrylic. Are onlays rejected more by insurance? 
Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. we've, yeah. That's nuts. Isn't that stupid? I know. Like, you're trying to provide the best care. Long-term but, care. But insurance is, is pushing you in a different direction to destroy, you know, irreversibly right. destroy more of a, a person's body. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. I try a three quarter crown. I'm curious if that'll fly. He'll try. I, I'll make sure he builds it so that he has to have that discussion. So if I used to. Build, <laughs> I used to jail. build those. They they work. Um, Delta Premier. You know, you don't take Delta Premier. I don't take any insurance. Okay, I'm so also. I did take Delta. Premier. I'm Delta PPO because I graduated 2014, okay. so I just missed the cutoff. Okay. I'm like a Premier PPO mix. It yeah. doesn't matter. I'm not in insurance. You're a mix. I'm a mix. <laughs> half dog, half man. I identify as a dog. <laughs> so then that's the goal. Then another location. Maybe I, I like to get one kind of like central, central hub. hub exactly. Yeah. Of just, yeah. Like this is the go-to place. Like the training center. If, yeah. If you want good work, sure. Maybe we're not doing like uh like an Eon clinics all on four type stuff, but like all on four, that's not where it's your, at. Your, your general dental. Like if you have a tooth that hurts, come in, we'll take care of you. Even if we can't provide the treatment for it, we'll at least send you to somebody that we work with that we trust. Yeah. I don't know why all on four. I brought it. I don't have to put why that's like the pinnacle of like general dentistry. I'd rather do like four onlays right in a row mm-hmm. than like deal with an on four. The co- the lab cost, the stress. Mm-hmm. Liability. Liability. I mean, but do you guys do that? Restore all on fours? No, I haven't I had any. I'm, I'm actually doing one now. It's my first the one. first one. Okay. They're, they're fun cases. I mean, it's. Don't disagree with. What <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. saying. <laughs> I, no, but I, I can see fours. like because you change somebody's life. Yeah. You know, so that's, it's why, life we, that's why we're dentists. Man, yeah. onlays are changing people's lives, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Plus they're fun. Plus they're fun. They're stressful. Mm-hmm. You're always like, I hope that cost last. Not right. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Like two millimeters of the base. I think onlays are one of the hardest thing in restorative dentistry. I think veneers are harder than onlays. Yeah. Veneers are really You guys do hard. a lot of cosmetics? Mm-hmm. I have a cosmetic case coming up Thursday. What are you doing? Maybe once a month. So this guy basically ground his teeth. This was, this was a cool case actually. So this guy was grounding his teeth. And I took photos. I said, look, man, you've like worn through all of your enamel on the linguals of your uppers. Um, and if I prep these for crowns to restore what was lost, Work we're in the nerves. Yeah. I was like, I said, you let me know what you want to do. I will tell you the best treatment. You see Dr. John for Invisalign. He spaces this so that I don't have to cut anything from the backside. He's, he intrudes the bottom teeth. Going to open the vertical? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at least just for the lower. Yeah, so so okay. rather than opening the vertical by adding material to the molars, we're opening the vertical basically just by intruding those lowers and giving him more clearance so that he doesn't oh, need a, okay. you know, so reduce on We're not touching the posterior teeth. So over jet. Yeah, exactly. Over-jet. Yep. So we're bringing those lowers down. Um, and once – so he just finished, and now he's ready to restore them. So I'll probably do – well, the patient goes, hey, I want to see your brother real quick before we do these these veneers or crowns. And I go in the room. I'm like, hey, what's up? He goes, I can't bite down on my front teeth anymore. I'm like, perfect. Then Good. My goal We're, ready. <laughs> yeah. We're ready. We're ready. Yeah. What he yeah. told me was, he goes, I can't bite my nails anymore. I'm like, wait, what? What? Why would you say? Why would you? Yeah. I appreciate the honesty. But when you right. get these veneers, you cannot do that. He's breaking all the veneers. So, so you can do a lingual composite and facial veneer. So what I was thinking is doing like a, I, I plan on doing not a full crown, but like a veneer with a butt on the incisal. Okay. Um, we'll see. I, I just got the lab in the case back. Um, so I'll see what the lab. Like a wax text. up. Yep. Okay. I got the wax up with the stent. So I'll see how everything looks in his mouth, how his teeth are settling together now post Invisalign. And, but the reason we did that is because I don't want to cut anything on the lingual or else we're talking. You expose the nerve. Yeah. But that's your competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. You yep. have two brothers in a practice, and you talked about this previously, where you're doing separate procedures, but but you can rely on each other and keep it in the office. Mm-hmm. Well, it's and, like you're a specialist in your own practice. Yeah. And this isn't, I mean, there's three other patients, you know, just in the last, 
actually four patients in the last six months that we've done this for where they want cosmetic work and we're like i can either drill all the way your healthy enamel or we can get your teeth lined up better first with invisalign and then tweak it and then and yeah. then yeah it's like minimal prep and like when you tell patients i don't need to whittle your teeth down to little stubs you know they're all for it and they're mm-hmm. willing to i'm always aggressive i'm like i don't have to drill or whittle or ruin all your teeth and they'll do invisalign first yeah <laughs> or they'll yeah. leave the practice and- well and one of the benefits is if i say so i'll do invisalign with you and then i'll do your veneers the patient's like, maybe he's upselling me. But when I say Dr. John's, like, he he actually sees the truth in that. I'm not trying to upsell you. I'm telling you, like, because yeah. I'm not making money off the Invisalign. Dr. John is, this is what's best for your teeth long term. So yeah, it, that, it helps being able to refer. And then when Dr. John says, oh, Dr. Lewis will take out the extraction, like, it just helps when somebody else gives that praise for you. For sure. And you don't well, want it in 10 years. an endorsement. Then yeah, 10 years, hopefully. all those crown teeth, like, you're putting implants in them. Yeah. yeah. And this was something, like, Four or five years ago, I wouldn't have known with Invisalign, like, how to, I don't know, like, you know, intruding teeth, you know, before, like, restorative. But, you know, you asked about, like, Invisalign and how, I guess, we've gotten momentum. And one thing is just I've done so many cases now, and I've taken on some pretty complex cases where, you know, and a lot of CE, where my my confidence, it's it's pretty high right now. I know what I can do. I know what can't be achieved. So when you speak with conviction to it, the patient, like, yes, I can treat this. I can fix this. We'll get you where we need to be. You know, the first few cases, I remember thinking if a patient, you know, there were, there were like two patients I have in mind where they asked me and I hesitated. And mm-hmm. like, as soon as I hesitated, I'm like, oh, they, they sensed it. They knew right away. And obviously they didn't move forward with it because I hesitated. Yeah. But now I, I have the confidence too. And being that I've done so many cases, you know, patients like they're, they, they can sense it, you know. Yeah. I just had a patient leave my practice. She wanted 10 veneers and I hesitated. Mm-hmm. She's gone. Yeah. I had to end Was it that. a veneer case or no? She needed Invisalign first for okay. sure, but she didn't want to do it. Um, an endodontist once told me, if you don't truly believe you're the best person within 100 miles to do the case, your patient will feel yeah, that. And exactly. Yeah. And a big wake-up yeah. call to me was when I first started doing Invisalign, I just wanted to stick only to the easy cases. And I referred out to an orthodontist. And there were cases where like two years after I've done my CE and I finished a lot of cases, these patients were still in Invisalign. So I looked back at their original case. And I'm like, God, I could have started this and I would have been done like a year ago. Yeah. And I realized that a lot of the specialists, like... You know, I, I know they're very, they're well more trained than I am with, especially fixed ortho, but with Invisalign, a lot comes down to your own personal training with the Invisalign system. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen clinic checks from orthodontists that were transferred to me and I'm like, what was this orthodontist thinking? It's not that they don't understand orthodontics. They just don't understand Invisalign. And when I realized that that gap between what I know and what they know isn't as big as I thought it was, you know, I realized I can actually be providing care. So you're things. doing the, you're physically moving the teeth in the software. Yeah. I go in myself. Some doctors will just type in notes or like they just submit like, Hey, like fix this patient. Rotate. De- like, yeah. All that BS. Yeah. I, I actually go in and I use the manual controls cause I, I'm just a very hands-on person. So, so but do you do the manual controls without any payment or do you make so, sure they pay you first? So what I do is I submit the, the case and it just sits there. I'll leave notes too. Like, you know, if a patient, you know, if they want to keep their diastema, I'll say keep diastema as a side note. So that way, if I ever go back to the case, like once they make their down payment, I don't work it up until they make their down payment. Okay, that's what I'm asking. Once they make okay. their down payment, then I work up the case and then I can refer back to those notes. Like, you know, leave the diastema, don't move teeth, eight, nine, things mm-hmm. like that. Why is somebody leaving their diastema? People do. People sometimes. do. Actually, I just had a patient Friday want to keep it. Get out of here. Yeah. Was it yeah. Michael Strahan? Their, their mother had <laughs> it, their grandmother had it. It's just their they want identity. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a lot of confidence. Yeah. Oh, the guy goes, he goes, you know, and for he's because he has spaces behind his canines. He's like, I want to close those, but I like the space here. I think it's no, kind of cute. It's, it's like the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Where like you keep the space behind the canine. Right. And you yeah, right. Close, close the diastema. That's right. interesting. Yeah. Like Lauren Hutton. Do who's, you know her? Who's the that? model. Very famous model with the diastema. Brown hair? Like from the 70s. Brown. Like, you she had the bangs? You're worried about her hair and she's a model? I don't think so. Yeah. Lauren Hutton. You can Google From the her. 70s? Yeah. They she were born diastema. in like 1997. I know. 
She's famous though. Now, when were you guys born? Ninety six. Get out of no, here. No, it was ninety one. Oh, it's not. No, 90. 90. <laughs> 91? no 90. 90. 90. Oh my god. I started high school in ninety. Me too. We're the same <laughs> age. So what's next then? So what so if you don't get another location, is the idea just to like be the best practice in Chicago? I guess it's hard. I, I mean that's John and I like we genuinely need to sit down and say like what is our five year, ten year, twenty year plan? Okay. Right now our focus is just doing the doing the best we can, um, investing in courses like you mentioned biomimetics. I told John that's something I think that should be like our next tiers like yeah start because we, we're starting to prep more on but just to get a better understanding a better training on it learning how to temporize it okay um you should buy a Sarek. yeah i know it's expensive but it's totally worth it I, I used uh Sarek at one of my offices you, you got hit a Sarek? yeah like putting the marshmallows you know on the teeth look if you don't have enough occlusal <laughs> I'm clearance <laughs> like, i'm getting like insecure I'm like, oh yeah this is my but podcast i remember when i was first like working with emacs and you know the dentist i worked with i'm like i could tell right away you know, a lab made crown versus like yeah. the Emacs. I'm like, dude, the, uh, the Sarah crowns, I'm like, yeah. the Sarah crowns look like marshmallows. They do. The how, first... how have things gotten like the last five years though? Like the prime scan is insane. I can yeah. like scan you, but it's like this far out of the mouth and get your, it's so good. Who, what company is that? Dense by Serona. They're Sarah. I would say the prime scan, you guys are going to hate me for this is better than the iTero. Depends for what I've heard that for Invisalign iTero. Well, you, you can only use iTero for Invisalign. Well, no, we use iTero for our crown preps. We send I, no, 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 no. You're saying for Invisalign. Oh, oh for like 3D. Mm-hmm. No, oh, like, no, oh, no. I, I used Sarek for Invisalign when I first started. Not anymore. They just stopped. It oh, like really? Year, so you can only use iTero to make it. That's why I switched out of Invisalign. Oh. I didn't know that they cut ties. Yeah. No, what do you, so only, what do you use? Clear, correct? No, Clarity by 3M. Oh, okay. It's the same thing. Yeah. Well, so we're coming up on the hour and a half, actually. Wow. Um, I had a blast so far. We, we always ask at the end, and we can do top 10, but we do top three. You kind of gave us your top three, but just like a general idea for success. What are top three things you would tell your younger self to be successful to where you are today? And you each can do three individually if you want to. I guess to be successful like with the business or just successful dentist? Actually, you know what? I, I got a good one. So top three, find out what it is you like because there's actually... I mean, this, it's not fun to say, but there's a lot of things about dentistry I don't like doing. I don't like doing dentures. I don't like doing extractions. I don't like doing endo. I don't like doing implants. Yeah. I don't like, you know, uh, kids. Not, I don't like kids. I don't like working on You hate kids. You see them in parks, you just kick them. <laughs> <laughs> but like Invisalign was like, when I started doing that, I'm like, wow, I actually really enjoy doing something now. And it kind of made me feel like I, because I was doubting like, is dentistry the right field for me? You know, after spending all this time and money. But it's like, I found something I like, and then I just, I went with it. So find what you like, and then just ride with, with what you like. That'd be my first one. Second one, um, like Lewis was saying before, the money will come. So as long as you're, you're good intentioned, and you're treating your patients right, the money will come. And you're going to take a hit at the beginning, you know, um, but the money will come. Third thing, I guess, would be trying to find a good balance. And this is something I'm failing at. And Lewis and I have had like countless talks last month. Like we are getting burnt out working these six day work weeks. And something I need to tell my younger self is I, you should be taking better care of yourself, you know, like mentally, physically. It sounds like you need an associate. Yeah. 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 Well, on the way up literally last night, I said, John, we lived our twenties and what do you have to show for it? We went to Greece once. Yeah. Like, and worked like, 
we need to prioritize, like you said, balance. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. You have to because you don't want to be 40 or 50 and look back and go, holy shit, I just wasted 20 years. Right. Although dentistry is good, but you don't want to just do dentistry for yeah. that. And I think being burnt out can steal you of your passion that you had for that field. Oh, like, yeah. There was a time where, 100%. like, I mean, I love dentistry, but I was getting burnt out. I'm like, dude, I don't, I think I want to just up and leave. I don't like dentistry anymore. Yeah. But it's, it's not that I didn't like dentistry, I was just getting burnt out. And it so. will it will affect your other interests and in other areas. So less things are interesting, yeah. or you, yeah. don't want, you don't even want to. You just want to sleep because you're just so burnt out right. from work. So here's a goal for you both: go to Greece this year. Mm-hmm. I Here. next year we're like yeah. so it's so hard this year to plan, but next summer we're going. Yeah, we're going mm-hmm. next summer. That's, That's good though. That's yeah, important. John. Seriously, as your friend and as a mentor and as your, <laughs> you have to enjoy your life because you don't want to be 50 and have nothing. Right. Yeah. Right. So go get a. You have a girlfriend? No. Go get a girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever you want. <laughs> Go enjoy life. All right, Good what, puppy. What do you got, Lewis? What are your top three? So let me hear the question again. Top three pieces of advice that you would give your younger self to be successful. Okay. In any area, it could be successful in life, successful in dentistry. So I would say you don't need other people as much as you think you do. That's so you, true. Or as much as they tell you you do. Mm-hmm. Um, it, well, elaborate on that just for a minute because I totally believe that. Um, Basically, like you're capable of doing things yourself and it's okay to be scared and to rely on other people only weakens you and empowers them. So just have have faith in yourself and be okay with failing because that's the only way you learn. Yeah. How am I so good at fillings? Because I did how many fillings where a patient would leave with sensitivity. So it inspired me enough to be like, okay, I sat down with a book from Harry Albers. It's like 1980 restorative dentistry textbook understanding what dentin tubules are and how to limit pain in my off time it wasn't a ce course i just asked the uh, instructor for a book so it's like try to figure stuff out yourself and you don't always need somebody else okay and most of the time other people are they have themselves in mind too and like they mm-hmm. worry about themselves so worry about yourself that's so true um but also help people too you know that's why we do dentistry um with dentistry, I would say just care for the patient, and that's one thing we've I, we've always done. It's just the it's like the fiber of us, you know. We mm-hmm. just care about our patients. Um, I can't tell you how many times our assistants are like, "Come on, doc, like let's go, stop talking." Yeah, yeah but you patients know. feel that, and you'll get yeah. more goodwill mm-hmm. for the extra three minutes of talking to them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, I wish I would have realized this earlier, but balance—it's always—it's hard because you invest like a million dollars in a new practice, and your mind is. If I don't make this work, I fail and crash and burn. So like you're, you live, you're motivated by fear. Um, and that's what's really driven me. It's like I can't afford to have an unproductive day because I need to make sure I can fill the bays, pay the bills, that I can make ends meet, pay my staff, like everything. And it just it compromises everything else because business was my main focus, that I was neglecting my physical health, my mental health. I haven't read a book in like so long um, outside of dentistry. I haven't seen my family as much. You know, it put a strain on my relationship with my girlfriend because it's like always work, always work. So definitely finding balance. Yeah. Well, you would agree that that's going to be the most important, finding balance. I, yeah, I would. And I think, you know, one of the things that's that's difficult but you you will learn to do is to say no to people because you're, my schedule can run my life. I could work seven days a week, 12 hours, but I carve out time for, I have two kids, for my kids for, you know, travel. I travel a lot. Sometimes you just have to say, I'm, I'm not available that day. Or, you know, people say, 
I want you to show me this practice on Sunday in Lansing. It's like, I can show it to you Monday or Thursday. You know, you have to kind of steer people, but people don't get mad when you do that. You think they're going to be mad. They're not. They actually respect you more. Right. If you're like, I have a commitment at that time. I can do it at this time. And then they're like, okay, well, she's busy. You know, she's in demand. Yeah. But if you're always available, Mm -hmm. it'll just, it won't stop. I think sometimes to the younger generation, you know, I'll include myself in that, but we struggle with, well, John and I don't struggle with hard work, but it's like, they don't want to work hard for that reason. So like, I I don't want to make it sound like don't work hard. You have to work hard. John and I work harder than anyone we know, which is why we're where we're at. But like, that's, I I would say once you've put in that initial time, try tapering away yeah. from that you know like everybody's got to dig their feet in the beginning the years you know? get away yeah. from you they really yeah. do and then you start having kids and it's like those i mean you know it's like right now you can you can go to greece one of you can go the other one can work you know it's take advantage of that remember why you're working hard because the goal yeah. isn't exactly. to be the best dentist the goal is to like live the best life mm-hmm. seriously though because i have four kids now and i also struggle with work-life balance I'm like on the couch watching TV with my wife and reading about onlays. What a fucking waste. I don't want to be 80 and look back and be like, I didn't spend time with my wife. I read about stupid onlays. So yeah, I think finding balances is like such good advice for any young dentist mm-hmm. is more important than anything else in the field. It will yeah. consume you. I own a business. I'll work a hundred hours a week. It, yeah. It'll, it'll suck the life out of you if you let it, but, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to, yeah. you know, it, it really can. I mean, I see it all the time people burn out and they burn out in their thirties and then, they sell everything and they disappear. They happen to a few of my classmates. Yeah. And you guys are just, such good guys. Seriously. You guys are going to be superstars. Just find a balance. And I think it will fix everything else. Thank you, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm so happy you guys. They drove five hours. I know. To come on the podcast. The sketchiest. Yeah, it was a pretty treacherous <laughs> drive. What, Did you drive? go through Gary and The Indiana? rain. It was, oh. it was torrential. Cars were pulling over with their hazards on. Get even, out of here. semis were going slow. Every time I go through Gary, Indiana, it's like I'm out of gas. <laughs> Wait, I have to what, stop. What time? The, what, you left at 5 o'clock, you texted me last night? I think it was like 5 o'clock Michigan time. And then what time did you drive through Gary, Indiana? I don't know. There was like one area where we pulled over to swap, like right around like the Illinois-Indiana border, and it, it's pretty sketchy. Yeah. 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 I'm like, am That's I gonna buy meth and get in again? <laughs> stay awake? You could, yeah. So then, are you guys staying tonight too? You guys going back? Or right back? We can't thank you enough, man. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, so I haven't great. seen you yeah. in eight years. I've never met you before. Yeah. I've heard great things about you though. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Vince told me a lot of, you know, things to do. Also, more probably what not to do. When yeah. Going on. John <laughs> took all my all my patients after I left yeah. dental school. I just I, cr- I had so much work to do. All these feelings oh. popping out. Just- <laughs> <laughs> I well, I've been out eight years now, but yeah. I cringe. What I did as a default, I'm sure you guys do too. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine yeah. all, those oh, yeah. amalgams come out of their noses and teeth yeah. falling out. Oh my gosh. So you guys driving back then? Yeah. We, we guys want to get lunch. You want to get lunch oh, yeah. after this? You busy? Yeah, I'll get lunch. Okay, it's on you. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so we always ask one more question. It's harder for you guys, but can we have you guys back on? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'd love, I mean, I get a text. I swear I'll share my phone once a week from a colleague. Lewis, I want to do my own business. Can I call you? Because yeah. like, not many people our age are doing it. They're up against these powerhouse DSOs, which are paying 110% collections. Yeah. Whereas we're used to like 70%, the gold standard of what we want to pay. So it's like, it's us versus them. So I'm all down to help the little guy because that's what yeah. maintains, I think, good, better quality. 100%. So you can be a consultant. Yeah, we, we need more yeah. small business owners out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Yeah, to anyone watching this who's thinking about getting their own practice, do it. Yeah, like, own yeah. a small Please. business. Yeah. Get your concealed carry. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. So I, I love to help anybody in a position, you know, in any way. Yeah. Help, yeah. Help kind of get things going. So let's set a goal. You guys are going to be fee for service and have more life balance in two have years. Have an associate. Have an associate and in two go to years. Greece. I'll only be doing Invisalign. The only Invisalign. No, you know, 15 MOs. Or, and then, uh, oh yeah, 15 MOs. And they're both going to have yeah. a house in Greece. And yeah. then you're not going to be sharing that twin bed you guys are sharing. No, no promises on that. <laughs> no promises on that. Well, Jessica, anything else to add before we finish? No, no. It was great to meet you guys. Mm-hmm. It was All right, a great guys. podcast. Likewise. Thanks Likewise. for coming down. Thank you. All right, see you. <laughs>